try this the podcast where your boys nick that's him over there and me marcus get together to discuss our favorite things marcus it was a dreary day (laughs) on this day that i didn't know who i was and who you were because today we tried to experience perfect blue perfect blue have you been nick Oh my God, Marcus, I've been awful. Thank you so much for asking. How have you been? I also have been awful. I had to work oh, super great. late last Thursday. And let's both say also, one positive thing. As soon let's as I came thing. home, hold on. As soon as oh. I came home, because I want to know, I want to explain why we didn't have a stream last week. As soon as okay. I came home, I had no electricity. I was like sure. running to the stream, trying to make it on time for you guys here. And the, the, the gods fans. were like, no, thank you. Sorry. No electricity for you. So had to reschedule to today so thank you guys for joining us mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i totally get that guys this is now try this cast where every week we challenge each other to try a new challenge last week we had a fan challenge ps mm-hmm. i love you it was a great episode make sure to check it out yep and that try was brought to you by patreon.com and patreon.com slash now try this cast is where you can join our community join the conversation every five dollar tier gets to submit things to try every month and then everybody that donates even just a dollar gets to vote on those tries yeah marcus it's been really fun it's it's exciting every time we have a new poll go up on the patreon and seeing who votes and how they vote it's it's surprising every time oh yes responding to the chat we're responding to the chat thank you everybody for joining harper shout outs to dash shout out to cruz yeah, I have a tan. I've been running more. I Well, I haven't been running more. I've been running the same. It's just my knee has been causing me to run less than I used to run. So I'm working my way back up. Today, I ran six miles. The most so far I've been able to run in and one And I've go. learned today that I'm less handsome than you and I'm less tan. And I should feel bad about that. That's I what I've learned think today. You're less, maybe you're less tan, but you're definitely not less brown. I don't know. What a way to turn that insult into like, Nick, you're brown. <laughs> you're not, brown. Not Be talking proud about the being okay. tall, dark, and handsome. Not just like, you're brown. That, hey, hey, Nick. No one hey. can take that away from you, buddy. No one can take away you're my brown brownness. You're brown and beautiful, okay? Oh, okay. They're just saying you're playing catch up. Thank you so much, guys. Okay. Guys, okay. if you want to join the conversation like we're having in the chat, join us Thursday. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash now try this cast. Join the conversation. We love when people are here joining in. And check our socials everywhere at now try this cast to find out what we did, what we're gonna do, and just yep. let us know what you think about the show. It's pretty it's it's fun seeing you guys interact with us. We're trying to post clips, we're trying to post things. So go follow and at least at the very least stay up to date with everything that we have going on. At the very least. <laughs> I broke something in my over? determination. I broke it. Guys, I'm so amped up. I'm breaking shit. Nice. Guys, at Good. the very I'm least, excited. leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That helps the visibility of the podcast so, so much. Go ahead and do that. We'll read it here on air. Now, Marcus. Do we have any new ones? Why would you call me out like that? Why would I have said it? No. No, that's okay. If we don't, it's more incentive for it's more incentive for people to leave reviews because we don't have any new ones. <laughs> No, guys, 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 just like we have become perfect. Wow. I just, well, I just realized what the name of this title of this film is. Guys, we have just achieved 
being perfect blue uh-huh. like the people in this movie yes because we're so existentially sad mm-hmm. because we have no new reviews perfect we blue. are filled with what's that french word we are filled with ennui <laughs> because of what you've done to us <laughs> seriously nice. i never realized that that's maybe that's what perfect blue means i don't yeah, know Interesting. okay nick <laughs> did you try anything new before we oh, get started my question. well i Fuck. okay you can ask me i'll go first and then i'll buy you time to make up something that you did new this week. Do you want me to go first? Hey, hey Marcus, you, yep. uh, you try anything, you try anything what? new this week? What a surprising question. Me? Yeah. I've, I tried a few things. Let's cheat. Try not to panic over uh, the crashing of Bitcoin. Oh, you got, you got a little bit of Bitcoin, right? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't actually don't give a shit. I don't have enough to like really have lost anything. <laughs> then we also... What a ride, huh? I went to the Sh- Jersey Shore. And went to the boardwalk for the first time ever. Weird. You've lived yeah. in Jersey a long time. Yeah. I've, the shore is kind of far away. It's like a two-hour drive. I imagine Jersey as there's part of it that's facing New York. Yeah. And there's a part that's Jersey Shore. And I won my first carnival game. <laughs> Ooh, ever? Like in your life? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Is that because you suck at carnival games or because you Can are poor and have been a lot of carnivals? <laughs> Can you guess which carnival game I won, Nick? Oh, my God. Let me think. Let me think. You are... Can I be honest? I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna fucking suck your cock right out. Oh yeah, nice. You were you were like super good at games and shit, so you're super dexterous. And I also know you're very smart, so I assume you would avoid the ones that you literally can't win. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I ooh, this is tough. I'm gonna assume it's something that has to do with a gun. Wow, that's weirdly specific. And I appreciate I right? that you think I'm so dexterous and I can handle a gun properly uh no you're wrong it was the oh. i won the ring toss game which is on the list of impossible games that you can't win how'd you do it i don't know i was just like j- gently throwing them high and a- as slowly as possible and i won a huge owl that was like way too big and then it's amazing it to my girlfriend's mom oh uh, what what was the carney's carney is probably politically incorrect what was the what was the grifter who was working the booth? <laughs> what was their reaction? <laughs> they were to both, you winning? so so they they were staying there and they were like shocked and I was like fuck yeah awesome and I was I was super hyped and then I was like okay Darren's mom gets to pick the prize and so she took a little while to pick the prize and she picked one which was like the owl and they were like Ugh. they both I think let out a sigh because it was the only one that they didn't have there. So they had to radio someone to then bring the prize from wherever they have the other prizes. And then we were talking to them for way too long to the point where Darren and I just left Darren's mom there because we were like, we don't we don't want to deal with talking to 16 year olds. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Dash 942 in the chat said they're 16 and maybe Griptus is extreme. No, that's how they get you. They think you they put you in their lies of thinking they're like youth mm-hmm. and they're like trustworthy. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, they're old. Not on my watch. Nick, now it's your turn. I told the lengthy story about my ring toss success. I know, but it was so good. I don't have a story in <laughs> in, 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 compa- in compare. I've been looking for apartments. It's been oh, super boring and annoying. Uh, I'm waiting on some approval on some. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, guys that's it is your background that, gonna change with the new apartment oh my god probably honestly wow. i very much was looking for something that i would have something at least comparable yeah because 
what kind of bozo stands in front of like a mostly blank wall with just like three paintings like fucking hey no, I, shut <laughs> up it's beautiful it works it fits my aesthetic it's great i'm just kidding if it though i will tell you now if i end up having to do the twitch setup where my bed is in the frame yeah. i want you to know i'm gonna have fucking mood lighting Ooh. and fucking lights under the bed and be one of those twitchers nice, it'll nice, feel like nice. i'm trying to seduce you I so like it. it's either gonna be this or I'm going to be seducing you. Those are the two options. Marcus, cool. last week we did a fan challenge. Yes, we did. This week was your turn. What did you give me? I gave you Perfect Blue, which is an anime from 1997. Marcus, that's super old. Why the fuck would you give me this super old cartoon? Nick, I gave <laughs> this to you because it's created by Satoshi Kon, who is mm. a prolific anime director and creator. Name drop. He, when I was... Just uh, when when we were all young, staying up late at night watching Toonami or Adult Swim, I guess Adult uh -huh. Swim was the nighttime one. I was sure. up late one night watching Adult Swim and this. Nobody's here to judge your childhood this, sleep schedule. This weird anime came on and it had a kid holding a golden bat with rollerblades. <gasps> oh, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? So my brother and I, we watched it out of curiosity. Oh, thanks for the, uh, the cheer, Harper. We watched it in the chat. We watched it out of curiosity and we ended up falling in love with a show called Paranoia Agent. That's it what it was called. 13 episodes long and it was just a trippy, wild ride. And it, it just was like right up my alley. It totally fit with like my kind of my kind of shit. You know what I mean? It was great. And then I, I sought him out. He came out with a movie called Paprika, which was very, very good. And I just really, really liked his work. And eventually, recently, I got around to watching Perfect Blue. And I feel like this is a more digestible film for people. And also, I think it's his best work. Are you saying digestible because the other ones are like really? Because I, I also remember partaking in some paranoia agent as yeah. a child and being freaked the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> because of how fucking freaky and weird it yeah. was. Yeah, they're is really all his out other there. films like, like that. Yeah, all of his films are really out there. You, you know, it's debatable what they're about. It's debatable what's happening exactly. But I feel like Perfect Blue is just his best one. Mm. Interesting. And, and I Interesting. wanted to share that experience of watching it with you. I wanted to discuss the themes. I wanted to talk about what you think the movie's about. What do you think happened in the film? It's very good. I've, I mean, I've watched it three times just recently because we kept missing podcasts and stuff. I was like, oh, I'll keep watching it. I like rewatching it. It holds up every time. Yeah. And you just notice one of those movies where you notice more stuff. Yeah, I was floored when I watched it. This movie has been on lists to watch for years for me it tops mm -hmm. every what is the best anime films yes. and there's always there's always studio ghibli's recently like with your name those are up there but like perfect blue is always in contention people are talk talk about it that are true anime fans so it's something i've always wanted to watch but because it was older there was always just a layer of like ugh, old movie <laughs> i'll get to it you know which yeah. i think is like grossly inaccurate with how the movie feels because whilst yeah. there is a little bit of an old-timey film on it it takes place mm -hmm. of the time in the 90s it almost that veneer almost falls off immediately because of how yes. the movie is made and filmed and it's like yeah. it's it doesn't feel old hat it feels like super modern it's still relevant today, so many too. respects of it yeah yes it feels ahead of its time so, a little bit too i mean there's there's a whole scene where they're talking about how to use the computer and how to use the internet 
And yeah. it, it, that part feels dated <laughs> for sure. Sure. But it doesn't feel trite, right? No. It still feels like wholesome and like endearing. Yeah. It feels like part of the plot. It, feels, it just feels like good. And part of the time you're like, okay, I accept it. You're going to tell everyone that this is how the internet works. This is what it is. And mm. then move on from there. I think the best way to talk about, start talk about this film is let me tell you what I thought it was before okay. we began to watch it. So the images of this film are always like this pop idol lady girl. Mm-hmm. And it's always like a psychological thriller is like what it. So I thought what this movie was about was something like Black Dahlia. Someone came became obsessed with the idol and blah, blah, blah. But Marcus, when that happened and was all wrapped up in the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was so <laughs> like, what's the rest of the movie about? Because this movie does this fascinating thing. Which is so unlike Western media. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 the so two maps, un- Asian, <laughs> Western. Yeah. It's so unlike Western media where if this movie was made in America, it would have languished in the fact that it's like, oh, is she being stalked? Yeah. Is there someone behind the scenes? Ooh. There's, there's a lot and of that, that in been- this too, but it's not point of the movie you know what i mean but it is but it's different it's different because you know who the stalker is right away Mm -hmm. and this movie does a wonderful job of showing you of giving you an answer to your questions and you're like great and then you realizing there's way more movie and then shattering what your thought your answer (laughs) was to that question yeah and it does it's such a good job of keeping you grounded and suspended at the same Mm -hmm. time and it's like a little middle ground yeah where i just i just found it fascinating that the first 10 minutes of this movie would be another movie yeah 100 percent. it would be the whole way of describing there's so much beautiful imagery too like the the way satoshi Kon works is that he creates mundane kind of like almost flat and boring regular everyday scenes that then contrast with fantasy and like postmodern realism and stuff like that later on he likes to play with that a lot but in order to get to how different those fantastical scenes are he establishes a pretty like plain everyday realistic art style marcus you shared a post that said something about this being postmodern and i saw that and I had been like a half an hour through the movie and nothing uh-huh. postmodern and it's just happened. And yeah. I was like, I'm trying to argue with Marcus about like how <laughs> wrong he is about describing this movie. Cause this like, sure. Like it's like a thriller and sure yeah, there are yeah. cool things happen, but like nothing weird is happening. And then she saw her reflection in the bus and I was like, Oh, oh, it is. It is. It ah, is. I see. Uh, uh, so Mar- Marcus, okay. what's the premise of the film? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, before we get too far, I do want to talk about the premise of the film. Um, uh, yes, so I do. It, no, <laughs> it follows a pop idol named Mima Kiragawa. Mima. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, and she's it. part of Cham, which is a pop group, and she's looking to change careers and go into acting. And that's it. It just follows her. And there's a lot more that happens, but that's the premise of the movie. Yeah, that's it. They're done. Episodes over. That, that's all. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Perfect Blue is about. You should Episode see it. Over. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. to sleep. Bye. <laughs> okay. It's so interesting because that's not a that's not a premise that we haven't seen, right? And of course not. You know what? You know what? Th- th- I'm gonna get this out of the way because it drove me. It was wild to me because uh-huh. I had to keep reminding myself that this movie came out in '97. Oh yeah, for sure. Because not just because of how well done it was, not just because of how relevant it was, yeah. just because. Things would happen, and I've seen it before. 
right? And then I had to rem- and then I was like, oh, that's done better than I've seen it before. And then I had to remind myself this came first because it's '97. So it's really interesting that you mentioned you've seen things before. Famously, plenty of Western directors have stolen shot-for-shot scenes of Satoshi Kon's work. The Paprika inspired what's that movie called with leonardo inception Inception. yeah yeah the hallway in paprika is the exact same hallway that's in inception and then fucking requiem for a dream like stole shot for shot scenes from this movie and just black swan was inspired by this movie just shit like that constantly which is kind of upsetting like it's just a little upsetting 100 percent. as i was looking about a little research like it goes further than what you just saw darren aronofsky bought the western rights to perfect blue so he could do shot for shot in wrecking for a dream and after he did that he made black swan and people were like oh like perfect blue and he's like no no this has nothing to do with it. And i was like <laughs> bitch you literally bought the you don't you can't pretend like you don't know what exists i know all these themes are like a worse version of that oh my god that shit happens all the time it's so upsetting especially yeah. since in the beginning in the 90s when anime was like in its infancy in, in, in yeah. american so culture racist. at least you know what I mean? It's like fucking racist. What was it? It's like fucking uh, Lion King, right? Lion King, Lion yeah. King? Lion King is based off of something in the Silver Lion. What is yeah, it? Like yeah, Jim- yeah, yeah, Jumba, Jimba, something. Jimba and the Silver, called. whatever. Yeah, yeah, but it's literally it's almost shot for shot Lion King, and nobody <laughs> talks about it. Nobody, nobody talks about it. And the director's like, no, no, no. You know what is weird about that? In yeah. early interviews, they one of them or two of them did say, yeah, 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 we know that film, and then they stopped saying that. Yeah. And then they're like, we don't know what that film is. Same thing happened with Hunger Games. In early interviews, oh. the writer was like, oh, yeah, it's I was heavily inspired by this manga called Battle Royale, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then once yeah. Hunger Games like became a best selling book and a movie series, yeah. gone. Nothing. I was not inspired gone. by anything. I made that shit up by myself. I, it's so hard not to argue that that's just racist. <laughs> like straight up like fucking taking the minority and saying fuck you we're white and powerful yeah we're we're white and our our dumb white people over here don't know about your anime so we're gonna steal it and just remake it for american audiences so it's hard not to go like we don't have to go like shot for shot but i do want to talk about the movie kind of sequentially a little bit because we kind of do have to talk about it because it's gonna we do yeah i was i was thinking the same thing i was like oh man we're gonna have to talk about the plot a lot in this room in this one but to get to the points right which i think will be fine i think so so the movie opens and you see a performance of cham and (laughs) honestly right away i was like what is this fucking movie he's making me watch because there's just like fucking pop idols like fucking just performing Mm -hmm. but then the movie does this great shot and I'm sure you want to rave about it too, where it's like it starts to it's you're watching Cham from a weird vantage point and you're not sure what it is. And then you realize it was from the voyeuristic uh, point POV of this other character. Yeah. That this guy in the audience that's like cleaning or yeah. doing like tech or something. And then there's that shot where he's literally holding Mima. Oh, God. Uh, what a camera, good shot. And the camera is like fucking oh, like here beautiful like the the shot composition and and the framing and everything in this anime is so great it's one of the greatest so many beautiful shots shots i've seen in something recently and this is from 1997 you know like totally it's great and so this guy you're introduced to the he's volunteering as a security guard there 
Mm. And he is only known as Me Mania, but that's right. I was about to say we, we don't know his name, do you? I'm yeah, sure that's that all really you know. But if you want to name him, right? You can name him, Nick. What's the what's the stalker in Perfect Blue's name? Uh, 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 uh rice cake. Rice cake. <laughs> I've paid thousands of dollars in improv classes. That means this guy character's name is Rice Cake. Yes, and it's this who will refer to him as Rice Cake or Me Mania, whatever. It, Whatever floats your boat. I don't know. If you want the non-politically incorrect answer, I guess you could say me mania, but I like rice cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Greg, you know, something like that. But... Oh, Greg's good. Let's do Greg. <laughs> Let's swerve. We'll do Greg. Okay, Greg. I can admit when Greg. I'm wrong. No, no, okay. That's fair enough. <laughs> but right away, I was, uh, just like I was saying earlier, I thought, oh, okay. I was like, okay, great. So Greg is going to be stalking her. It's not going to, like, tell us, and he's going to, mm-hmm. like, do weird shit. Then we're eventually going to see it. So we're going to all culminate in a thing. But then, but then it got really weird because then we follow, because that same opening is, like, juxtaposed with, like, Mima shopping. Yeah. And then Mima, like, going home. And it's, like, what you were saying, right? About the mm-hmm. mundane. Mundane. Very boring. She's just shopping. She's grabbing some milk. It's, like, it's yeah. it's it's so, oh, God, it's so good, too, because it's such a boring scene. <laughs> she's shopping. She's doing groceries. That's it. Nothing interesting is happening. But it becomes a setup no. for like one of the creepiest scenes later on, which is just so well done. So yeah. well thought out. That payoff was good, really good. It is. Speaking of speaking of payoff, I just recently watched Mitchell versus the Machines uh-huh. and loved it. Great film. I was listening to the Slash film cast about it, and they were talking about how clunky the screwdriver payoff was i didn't think it was that clunky i actually thought it was pretty good but there but the point was it's like and now there's this weird thing and obviously this will pay off uh-huh. and i'm like i don't have a problem with that in movies like it's fine yeah yeah. but when you see it done like this and you're like oh mm-hmm. like that's that's a payoff yeah <laughs> that's che- checkoff's fucking gun right yeah yeah, yeah. jesus christ yeah. Check so off screwdriver, check off. See... <laughs> it's fu- you know it's check a fun off, game play what what checkoff things have been in films like Anna in the apocalypse this checkoffs like swinging star thing that ends up like knocking oh, the principal yeah. off so, so dumb it was so that's that's a bad payoff that was that's a bad, bad payoff but that was an independent film made by like those people so you yeah, don't buy it too much <laughs> yeah it was basically it was almost a student film and they did a fantastic job guys yeah. go check out anna and the <laughs> great musical so then after that we start to see that mima is starting she's gonna quit being a pop idol uh-huh. which is like crazy yeah to be a professional actress is like the goal and then we go to this this tv show or movie i, I don't know if it's a tv show or movie it was very it's unclear. a tv show it's a tv show but they talked about it like it was a movie a lot like, like that's did. a rap for double blind but it's kind of like a hbo show or something like that uh, it's like, a, it's like sure, higher sure, sure. budget oh yeah they in the east they 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 do that they do prestige shows they yeah. don't do serialized television like we do they do also but but not, they do have not, more they don't have shows. as many csi yeah, yeah yeah so you see mima and she's got like no lines and she just got, she got like one line and she's like mm-hmm. saying it over and over again and then uh and the one line is the, the one ahead. line is who am i <laughs> oh my god what, another check off gun right <laughs> yeah well it's it's also just like it's just a metaphor like a slap you over the head kind of metaphor like we get it we get it movie it's a little yeah. bit much but I liked it. I liked it because the way it came back was nice. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was also a little ham-fisted here at the yeah. beginning. But, like, I forgave it because of where we ended up, right? Yeah, same. Because that theme, like, was actually, like, super important. Yeah. 
But it, you're right. I felt I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> no, I was like, I get it. And then correct me if I'm wrong, is the is the letter exploding? The letter explodes. Yeah. So she gets so there's a stack of fan letters for the main actress in the in double what is it called? Double trouble? Double Blind? Double blind, yes. So the main actress gets but but he's like, Oh, this one's for Mima. And he ends up opening it. Yeah, um, his uh her agent. Her agent. Her agent ends up opening it and yeah. it explodes. And it says, explodes. yeah, and I think the letter says like next time the next one this will was be just real, a warning or something like that. This one's just a warning. Yeah. Next one will be real. But it exploded. Yeah. It hurt him. <laughs> it, it, it was hurt real him. enough to that guy. And, and and again, I was sitting here like, oh, like movie. I obviously know it's Greg. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But then it was like, oh, you don't you don't need me to guess. You're telling me it's Greg. Yeah. What is this movie? Like, what's the point? Like, isn't that the movie? <laughs> Usually the movie is the guess guy, who the, the killer is. Guy, but we'll, yeah, guess yeah. who the killer Yeah. And it was like, no, it's it's Greg. Greg is doing it. And like, they lay out his motive. Like, so, yeah. like I don't know if it's right then, but then they show Greg at his house looking at pictures of Mima. Oh, and yeah. Like it's writing it's, his the blog thing. It's, and it's quintessential and, and, serial killer room with like yeah. posters everywhere of the character and, and obsessive compulsive. <laughs> And, you know, right away, his motivation is he wants her back on the pop idol track. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I was I was just like, then what's the movie? I was so confused. <laughs> I was I was like kind of confused. like I was enjoying it. Yeah. But yeah I was yeah. confused. I was like, what's this movie? about? But I think because he's just telling you things like that. He's just telling you, like, this is who the stalker is. This is who yeah. we're following that he gets to play around a lot more with themes and he gets to play a lot more with yeah. what he's trying to say and focus on the message a little bit more than the plot points that he yeah. has to hit to tell a story, which is interesting. What do you what do you think about that? Do you like did you like it? I liked do it you a think lot. It's weird? I mean, the story yeah. was very simple to follow, but because of that, you got a lot more out of the message behind it. I think that I agree. this film it, is like really important. I think a lot of people should watch it. I agree. And I think it really let left him room to really play around with reality and perception later, right? Mm-hmm. Like he does it changes who the the point of view is a, a bit in this movie it bu- jumps around a little bit like sometimes it's yeah. greg sometimes it seems like omniscient sometimes it seems like it's mima but because of that he really plays with like what reality is especially mm-hmm. because this this film does a very traditional trope which i don't mind i love tropes we know this about me I love tropes. <laughs> the trope of a, of a movie in a movie right yeah a play in a play a tv show in a tv show yeah. where it's like sometime like uh, right after that you see because I think the agent's like, give her more lines. And he's like, fine. And she's like running through the street. And a guy comes up to her and is like, hey, you want to be a model? And she's like, uh, no. And you're like, oh, that sucks. Mima's like getting assaulted on the street. But uh-huh. it was, and then I was like, is she going to pick up the modeling thing as well and try to swerve there? And then it was like, oh, camera pans back. Yeah. It's in the TV show. The, so so it's interesting that you said that because I feel like if you I, I mean, I watched this, Like I said, I watched this like three times in a row. So basically, the the cuts of the film speed up too. There's there are more cuts as you progress through the movie because it's oh, like yeah. lingering shots. They're staying with characters more, and then I think, like you mentioned, he likes to play with reality. So over the course of the film, the two, the reality and the fantasy, bleed into each other more. Yeah. But with scenes like that, where he starts off and you think, okay. Oh no, it's Mima, and then it's actually her character that she's playing. Or oh no, it's Mima, and then it's a, a fantasy version, or it's this thing, and then it switches to this thing. It's really great. I love the way that he plays with reality. I agree. Uh, and we didn't mention uh, at this point. At this point, somebody showed Mima how to use the computer because she got a fan letter about Mima's room. Yeah, her assistant, which is yeah, and it's a blog channel 
of her somebody is writing out her diary and yeah oh man it is so it is so next level yeah Yeah. it's it's interesting too because i feel like i'm not we're not celebrities (laughs) we're not anybody on the internet but this movie not yet not yet guys go guys, subscribe go, on <laughs> subscribe our Twitch. to us twitch.tv slash now try this cast um but it is interesting because you get to see sort of like how it may be to be a celebrity who has to deal with like things like that yeah. like something like uh so so they go on this website mima's room and someone's writing her diary and it's weirdly detailed which is so creepy gave me yeah. chills it was so weird. And it was also, it was play fucking the, the acting. Like it's so hard to remember to like give kudos to the acting mm-hmm. for stuff like this. Cause it's animated, but the yeah. acting was like so fucking great. Cause I felt like me was like, Oh, haha, this is a fan. Oh, that, that is where I, Oh, I, I, I do do that. Oh, 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 and she's scrolling and it like, yeah. the anxiety in her. And then it's great shot of her, like looking out the window and it like mm-hmm. pans out from the window. It's yeah, just like, because- it was like they knew exactly what milk she bought. They knew what foot she stepped off the train with, which is yeah. crazy. It even like judged. It even said why she buys that milk. Mm-hmm. And it was like creepily accurate. She yeah. said she bought it. She said she buys the expensive milk because even though she doesn't make a lot of money, that's one of the luxuries she affords herself. And she, when she said that out loud, I was like, oh, that's true. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's super fucked up. Like if we're having strangers having that kind of insight in who you yeah. are because you're a celebrity. So now that we're talking about this, we can talk about like one of the themes of the movie, which is like the parasocial relationships that we form with celebrities. Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like it's back in the day, crazy. Yeah, back in the day, it was a thing. I mean, like you had all those assassination attempts that used to. I feel like used to happen all. The, it feels like all the time because when you look at history, it's like, oh yeah, it's all like happened in five minutes. But sure, but like, the, of, like the guy for Jodie Foster and exactly. like fucking people like that. It's yeah, during like the making happen. of this movie, that guy who was trying to kill Bjork or whatever, mm-hmm. he was around doing his thing, you know? It happened at the same time as this movie. Yeah. So Which like it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> like this happened. Yeah. And it's it and now more than ever, I feel like we have to be aware of the parasocial relationships that we form with celebrities because there's so many people out there who are like celebrities just people with like a few thousand followers who if i went and asked someone on the street who they were they wouldn't know but you feel like you've like formed this weird intimate connection with them is there anybody that you follow on instagram or facebook or anywhere where you like you like them because of who they are and you like almost check in because you feel like you're their friend like right and we're normal like right like guys (laughs) we're normal yeah guys we're normal guys yeah we're We're the normal ones (laughs) we're the normal ones and we get obsessed like that okay it's a slit it's such a slippery slope yes but do you have anybody like that well i was i mean i i guess two things the first thing was i was this week kentaro mariora died the creator of berserk look at that i have his things in every single episode of this podcast berserk is featured on your body and on my body i have a tattoo and we're never yeah. going to get the end of the series, which is sad. And the whole day, I was like, uh, I was sad. I was sad that a man I never met died. A, a man who doesn't know that I ha- existed passed away. But he was important to you. Like, yeah. capital I, important. Uh-huh. His work was and so important. 
Yeah. It changed a lot of people's lives. It influenced people. It changed your life. It changed my like, that's life. That's what I'm talking about. Like, we can yeah. talk about everybody else, but I'm talking about you. Yeah. Like, it, that's, yeah. that's crazy. It changed. He changed my life, and he doesn't even know that it exists. It's just a weird yeah. connection that you can form with celebrities, with artists, with people who create things, people who are out there, and, and you don't know them at all. And then how are you holding? I, how are you holding up? Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. It's just sad. Oh, it to think like that, it. it's, it's just sad. sad to think about that. You're not going to get the rest of the story that you were following. You know, I, I know a lot yeah. of people who like Game of Thrones are kind of in the same boat because they're like, oh, that guy's going to die. He needs to finish Game of Thrones. He's not yeah. very healthy, you know? Yeah, but at least they got a TV adaptation. You've just got a couple shitty anime adaptations. I, 100%. And some, well, and some that, shitty like synopsis movies. I feel like a lot of people would say a lot of bad shit about that last season of Game of Thrones. That's fair. It was a very bad season. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Berserk hasn't had any good adaptations. What about you? Is there anybody you're like, oh, I like them. So I follow them. Uh... Jack Black for me. Jack Black's another one. Oh, yeah. I'm Jack like, Black is a good one. I just like Jack Black. I don't know that man. He could be faking the whole thing, but he seems genuine. I mean, for me, it's YouTubers. I love YouTube so much. So there's mm. a couple YouTubers that like when they release a new video, I'm like, what is going on in your life? Tell me like Shady Penguin, oh, Megan yeah. Batoon. There's just a, a bunch of YouTubers that I'm like, I follow their lives because yeah. they're so sharing. And I feel like checking in with I feel like I'm checking in with a friend when I watch their videos, which is, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. But also it's weird because this time period is different than now. Right. Because there's a veil there. Mm-hmm. In this movie that Greg is lifting to look in. Yeah. In our generation, we've lifted the veil. Or we've so rid we of it. think. Marcus, I mean, we are all over the internet. We are all there over are the internet. There are pictures and pictures. Yeah. There's information about us. People know that I come from a single mom. People know <laughs> that you're undercover Puerto Rican. Like, people know things about yeah. us that don't know us at all. That's true. And we're nobody. Yeah. I mean, it, to an extent, everyone is like a, a celebrity, you know? Yeah. Just, just a it's little crazy. bit. It's weird. If someone, it's weird. if someone wanted to make a Marcus room, they could. You know what? That's what I want, guys. If you're out That's there listening you, oh. and you want to make a stalker room, tag me in it, and I'll like it. I'll share it. That seems like a strange thing to ask for, Marcus. Are you sure you don't want to backpedal, backtrack? No, like, no. I want <laughs> serial ki- a serial killer room <laughs> full of my face, pictures everywhere that you can put, cut my face out and put it on like mannequins. Or, or or sex doll or whatever you want i'm open to cool. it and i want to see pictures well to be fair drum bum 914 has a marcus room they say in the Thank chat you, so it's already bum. happened i like go it. ahead and take a <laughs> S- send us a picture and and dash 942 said when we get a house i'll make a marcus room. oh good wow <laughs> marcus you're gonna get your dream i uh, fingers crossed because i mean years ago when we first started this podcast we asked for fan fiction of us and that's that was the marker of oh. whether or not we were successful that's when we make it I'm when this fan waiting. fiction of us we've made it i'm, I'm still, still waiting. waiting marcus you know what this is reminding me of which is like wild well, i don't know why i'm having this memory of it's reminding me of hey arnold of how fucked up helga 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 pataki right yeah yeah how fucked up helga pataki was like she needed to see a shrink <laughs> she literally collected the gum that arnold ate uh-huh, and made, and a, made shrine. a shrine Yep. And made out with it and shit. Uh-huh. She was a hop skipping away from killing that boy. And that's what I want. If you're if you're not that kind of fan for me, then get out of my DMs. I don't know. No one's in my DMs. So so to get back to <laughs> Perfect Blue, after all this that we've been talking about, next I think big moment, big thing is then they start giving her more to do on the mm-hmm. show. And her celebrity does start to get higher, but 
they're asking her to do more things. So yes. in the TV show, they ask her to do a rape scene. Yeah. The photographer that she does asks her to go nude for her pictures. Yeah. So she starts doing more things that she's uncomfortable with. And I feel like this yeah. is really when her psyche starts to split in two. Because yeah, you and you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see it like she's she's questioning who she is. She's questioning who she wants to be. That's another theme of the movie. I feel like is is aligning your image of yourself with who you want to be, you know, who you oh, currently yeah. are, where you want to be in life and trying to come to terms with the gap between the two. Yeah. And how much if you if you let yourself if you give away yourself to become mm -hmm. who you are, are you still who you were? Yeah. Like are the sacrifices you still that, that person you make at all? To get your yeah. dreams? Like it's all all pretty big heavy themes in this movie. I will say this. This movie is tackling a very big thing. It made me very mm -hmm. uncomfy, uh, but it handles it in a very tactful yeah. way because I think Did you say because uncomfy? Instead of, yeah, I said uncomfy. It made me very uncomfy. Like on the inside, like I was uncomfy. Um, <laughs> that's, uncomfy. that's just weirdly adorable. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't that's mean to me. put you on blast. <laughs> no, you can put me on blast. Uh, what's the show if not to put uh, each other on blast? So, but but he does a really good, I, I don't want to say good job. He does a, he takes painstaking care, it seems, in mm -hmm. these scenes that are very uncomfy. So, for example, when the rape scene happens in the movie, it doesn't do the thing that it does in the other parts of the movie where yeah. it like is pretending it's reality. It's yeah. making a point to show all the other people in the room, to show it's a movie set, to have cuts in between, to mm -hmm. literally have a cut and say the guy's got to go faster. Literally yeah. have a moment, which I appreciated, honestly, so fucking much. Yeah. When the so guy that break. was doing it leaned in and mm -hmm. said, I'm sorry. Yeah. To 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 pers to humanize all of mm -hmm. it, like yeah. I, it, it it that was so important to say that she has agency. Yeah. And whilst she felt like she needed to do this, mm -hmm. while that's all awful, while no one should have asked her to do this, the fact that that happened didn't take away Mima's agency. And I think that is so important when you handle subjects like this. Yeah, it's definitely a hard thing to do, especially when you're trying to use it as yeah. a metaphor for what she's giving up and like yeah. what she's trying to become and her changing. It's just like, it's hard. It's a hard thing to use in film because it doesn't, yeah. a lot of people Often, use like it Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh God, fuck Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones used the awfully. Yeah, but in this scene, it felt like she, I mean, it was fictional. So it was still, but it was still effective. It was it and was hard, hard to watch. watch. It's it yeah. very hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It literally, listening to Bima scream was really tough. Yeah, but but it didn't it didn't. But the movie was doing such a good job of engrossing me that I didn't like get taken away. I didn't like like mm -hmm. oh write this movie off now. But yeah, but I think that but I think like the genius of the director, like you're saying, is that intention to make you sit there and lament about this mm -hmm. awful thing is like a point right to make yeah. you to to break you out for a second to make you think like wow what is happening here what is is this worth it. Yeah. And making you ask that's yourself that question, right? Yeah. And I, I like I like content that's sort of filmed in this way because it forces you to think about it more than you would if you were just worried about kind of like figuring yeah. out the plot of the movie or whatever. Like it's 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 different, it's unique, it's filmed differently, it approaches storytelling differently in just a way that forces you to be like, what is this movie about? Yeah. And I feel like and that all that it, we just said. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say that I, I think that that's like a, a talent that he has and not a lot of directors yeah. have. 
Yeah, and I was just going to say, and all, I think all of what we just said holds true of the nude photo shoot as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that it handles that in a very similar way of trying yeah. to give her as much agency as respect as she can. But but afterwards, how heartbreaking is it when she's like so upset about it, right? She goes home and her fishes are dead and she just like breaks down, you know, she, she breaks. And at this point in the movie, she's starting to like lose time and be like a little weird yeah. and off. And you're like, what's oh, this sucks. And. I don't we we haven't even mentioned uh, a huge part of this movie is uh, shortly before this all started to happen mm-hmm. she's starting to see her pop idol self yes. in the world. Yeah. So this happens and her fa- also like mixed into the film we're getting reaction from her fans, you know, which is really interesting. Yeah. There's like this group of yeah. three guys who were fans of hers and kind of like you see that had their reaction and you also see the stalker kind of reacting. And as we meet these characters, as she does more dramatic things and changes her career, it's not well received by a lot of people. No, it's not. Especially the stalker. Which is so tough because it's it's what like maybe not the way she's doing it, but it's like it is deeply what Mima wants. Right. Mm -hmm. She wants to take that next step. She doesn't want to be seen as a pop idol. Like she's like, people don't see me for who I am. I want to show that I have more to offer. You know, literally at one point she's like, why did I take these extensive expensive acting classes if i'm not gonna use them exactly yeah and at one point she goes back i think it's around this time she goes back to her old group because they're they're doing a podcast or a radio show yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. and she talks to them and they're like wow since we got rid of you we've been wildly successful and that is just and so they don't mean anything by it they no. don't mean anything no, by no, 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 no. it they're very nice yeah yeah but god but they just work Awful. better as a duo yeah yeah it's so yeah, weird. Marcus. If I if I if if I quit this podcast and do uh-huh. now this try and I'm not wildly <laughs> successful, God, how heartbreaking would that be, huh? No, you can't quit the podcast. I would have to quit the podcast, and then you would have to be successful on your own. That would be the the equivalent of what's happening. Oh, I would quit the podcast thinking I'm bigger than you. Yes, and then I and then I be ha, become like psychologically unwell. Yes, and then the podcast takes became- off. Just me talking about my favorite movies by myself. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to Marcus's Now Try This. I love Perfect Blue. Here's Wait, why. Pause. pause because you're used to it. And this is what I think about. <laughs> my opinion only. The Marcus cut of every episode. And then it's around this point that the screenwriter dies. Yeah. So the screenwriter is murdered. <laughs> like fucking really gruesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it's that like a exploding boombox, bo- right? It was an was it exploding boombox, or the boombox right? was just there playing the music, and he got stabbed. I thought. Oh, in the elevator. It was unclear. He, he was so fucked up that I don't know. I thought he was so fucked up because of shrapnel, uh, but he no, got he got he got stabbed uh, repeatedly and wild. violently. Also, wild. it's worth mentioning the she has two kind of managers helping her out. And one of them mm. is the one that told her about the internet. And she is a former idol also. And she's very unhappy with the changes that Mima is making. Yeah. And it, they do it in a very like almost maternal role where like during the rape scene and things like that, she's like, she like can't watch because she's so mm-hmm. upset. And it seems yeah. maternal. Like yeah, I didn't, she's crying. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't think anything of it. I was so this movie did such a fucking good job <laughs> of making me just assume Greg was killing people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I, when this guy died, I was like, oh, Greg killed him. When the next guy died, I was like, oh, Greg. Wait, that's not Greg. That's not you're Greg's like, frame. You're like, that's how did not, Greg kill him? Fuck, hold on. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. And it's the way and that then the, the next movie plays happens. with reality, too. Like at yeah. one point she has because the next person that's killed is the photographer. 
and she has a dream where she's killing the photographer, which makes sense based on what we've seen so far. She was uncomfortable with it. She oh, you like thought it. it was a dream? I think it's a dream. I think she had a dream of her killing him, and then he just happened to die that same day. So that fed oh. into her paranoia that she was like, oh, no, did I kill him? Because she was worried about it. And she, I think you're totally 100% right. The way when I read it is I thought it was the director playing with us again. Mm. And because of what he did later with how we saw Mima, yeah, yeah, the yeah. fake Mima, that I assumed that was just giving us a glimpse and giving us an, a misdirect. But I think you're right, which is yeah. even better. How yeah. clever is that? <laughs> it's, it's really good. Like yeah. she has a dream that she murdered someone. You wake up and you find out they're dead. You're like, oh, no, what the fuck happened? And then you find the bloody the bloody clothes in your fucking closet. Yeah. And your psyche is already fucking fragile as is because you're going yeah. through so much stress about everything. So so at this point in the movie, you're sitting there wondering, hold on, hold on, hold on, movie. So does she also have DID and she has a stalker and it doesn't give you anything to not think yeah. that. It like, yeah. no, yep, this is it. It's She has DID and uh-huh. there's a stalker. Yeah. You're welcome. Keep enjoying the film. <laughs> and you're welcome. the movie so... This movie is so smart for doing that. Movies yeah. don't do that, you know? They're so fucking cocky when they pull a twist, right? Uh-huh. Like I Oh yeah, they like, are. Oh. Like they're just like fucking here's just look at look at what we did. Look yeah. at this turn we did. You idiots didn't see it coming this whole time. You are a bunch of fucking stupids. And you're like, "No, like fucking it was obvious, you know?" And they're yeah. so And even oh, when God. a movie's clever about it. Even when a movie's clever about mm-hmm. it and has earned it. Like I think the knives out twist at the end I think has earned it. I think that's a yeah. clever, fun way. It's still fucking masturbating all over you to fucking yeah. prove the point. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, all the movies are just like, they're so proud. It's hard not to be proud yeah. when you pull off a good twist, though. Yeah, totally, totally. But this movie doesn't this hold movie your doesn't hand. Care. It doesn't give a shit. It's just like, we're going to have this happen, and you're just going to accept it. Oh, it by the way, she is. killed the photographer. Do with that what you will. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to show like, the main character murdering the photographer with the clothes in her room and you're going to wake up and be like, Meow. figure yeah. it out. And the movie is doing and now at this point, the movie, like I didn't even notice until you said it, that it's starting to cut faster. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so smart because now she's losing time. She's yeah. like becoming more and more. Di- the shot where she wakes up in the bed, they did it three or four times. So smart. So cool. Like I was getting confused about the timeline in a really cool way. And yeah. they were melding – they melded the TV show so much to this point where they literally had the character in the TV show have a dissociative identity disorder. Yes. And they showed us a version of it mm-hmm. where she was speaking about it as if it was herself. And then they rewind and play the scene back to us in the camera yeah. showing that it was actually a little different with the characters. <laughs> so we're meant to believe that Mima <laughs> – is <laughs> experiencing it like this yes and, but also the movie doesn't it, it fucks with the reality so for a it second does. you're like oh fuck it this is the end of the movie she I was like wait 20 minutes left what's happening i don't understand <laughs> uh, no so that's cool. exactly right it's just so so well done and it doesn't yeah. tell you anything you know other than that one thing yeah. where she's reading the phrase like who am i over and over again oh sure, sure like sure, that's sure. the that's the signaling of the beginning of taking this journey is what I yep. feel like that was. Agreed. But other than that scene, I feel like it's not hitting you over the head with anything. You know? Yeah. I feel like yeah. so many times in like in, in Western media, we're just like, oh, we're going to repeat this one line over and over again. Or it's going to come up 10 times in the film or it's going to. I don't know. They're not clever with the way that they try to tell you things. Not I mean, yeah. obviously not for everything, but like majority of the sure, time. Sure. 
along yeah, the same lines think, of the twist thing you're talking about. What do you think about um, this uh, this trope of the in unstable actor? You know, oh. like getting so lost in their work that it's blurring the line between reality and fiction. I was going to say, I was like, is she even going crazy or is she just method acting? <laughs> <laughs> There's an argument to be had, right? Like, yeah. I, I think I've told you the story before, but I'll just tell it quickly. Where I did a 48-hour film project in college mm-hmm. with a couple friends. So we wrote, acted, filmed, produced, edited it all in 48 hours. So, And I helped write it, and I was the actor, and it was a single-person thing, so it was just me. So for that 48 hours, I didn't sleep. And in it, my character was going crazy. And I'm not method or anything, but as we were... <laughs> pushing to like hour 30 and i was uh-huh. literally acting like i was going crazy in this apartment by myself and it was like the whole premise was like the ticking clock was like my enemy and i was like tick tick you know very i remember that i watched shit. it and when i went home because everybody was fucking tired so it was like let's give ourselves two hours so i was like great yeah. i will go home i slept for one hour by the time i got home i went to bed i had to wake up an hour so when i but when i woke up the tv in my room was playing white noise I saw it. I heard it. I sat up. I looked away. I rubbed my eyes. I looked back and the TV was off. And I just went, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I need to finish this shit. Yeah. And then we finished it. But that was the closest I've ever got. And that was for a 48-hour film thing with no sleep. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't know. I felt for her, Matt. <laughs> shit, acting's hard. I get that. I mean, we worked hard in college. We worked hard as fuck. I yeah. I went like almost three days without sleep, and I hallucinated that there was a man. What did you hallucinate? Uh, there was a man in the cockroach costume running down the hallway, and then he just looked into the room that I was in, and then just continued running. That's why I hallucinated. It's pretty great. I will never forget that story that you told me. I'll never forget <laughs> it. It's so it's so quintessentially you. I don't know. <laughs> that's it's like weird. that's what your that's what your like cerebrum is like uh-huh. doing. Yeah, in the my lizard brain is just figure. It's just like, what? What weird imagery can we make up? Look <laughs> at cockroach man. So it's this point in the movie that we're like ramping up towards the end. Mm-hmm. We think we have it figured out because Mima is like, we don't know who she is. Yeah, and Greg is like the stalker, and then Greg, uh, I think Greg confronts, confronts her right at the. Yeah. So this is the scene. So she's back at the scene where she filmed the 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 rape scene, and yeah, Greg appears, and then he attacks her violently and it yeah. sort of emulates a lot of the same movements as the rape scene from earlier yeah again hard to watch yeah it was hard to watch yeah. yeah but but also at the same time there was something happening that was distracting so you don't have to pay full attention to it because mm-hmm. everything she was saying and he was saying yeah yeah didn't line up no and it was so interesting when it was doing that because i was like I thought I had this movie figured out, and now I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Did you watch the sub or the dub? I watched the sub. I watched the Japanese. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was I was telling you, I mentioned off air to watch the sub because I watched the yeah. dub, and it's just as weird. What was, what was his voice in the dub? Because I'm gonna, I, I'll tell you what his voice in the sub in the <laughs> his, dub was. his voice in the dub was weird. It was like this. It wasn't scary. It was like this high pitched like yeah. Mima, I don't okay, know that, that was his voice in the dub. It was like. Oh, yeah. yeah it did that it was in that in the original that was super oh, intentional okay. interesting yeah it we sounded terrible to me for some reason i don't know why i hated it i think it was supposed like i think he i wonder why that choice was made i understand mm-hmm. the choice of like let's not have mima 
I love you and have that yeah. like gravitas, like literally make it like a like squeaky yeah. boy, like a little like fucking incel motherfucker. Like I just I, I don't I don't talk to anybody yeah. and I yeah, love yeah. you, Bobby and Papa. It didn't work. Again. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was an interesting choice though. You know, there's an argument to be yeah, had that it was distracting. Normally it'd be like this big scary guy, like I'm here, I'm ready to take you, Mima. You're gonna live with Because they make him basement. scary looking. He's, he's very, very scary, scary looking. looking. I was gonna say, like, for all the work he's done to make everyone look normal and no one really looks like that beautiful, you know? He makes people look gross. Yep. When he wants you to look gross, you look gross. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh Greg obviously I hate Greg for the whole time, but the one moment where I was like, sure, oh, sure, I feel sure, sure. For Greg was the moment when after she <laughs> no. did her shut up it was the moment when she after she did her nude scene and he went to the magazine rack and he picked one up and then he like panicked and he snatched it from somebody and then he went to the to the checkout and bought them all and he just had this face of like desperation and sadness looking at the clerk trying to buy these magazines i was like oh <laughs> no bad nick you're not supposed uh, to root for like, oh, oh poor guy just wanted his pop idol oh <sighs> But it's hard. I, I feel like we are constantly putting out these messages to people, putting out av- like versions of ourselves out in the world. And then yeah. there's plenty of people who are mentally ill and don't know how to handle it. And we're telling them to buy these things and do these things and worship yeah. these people. And then sometimes yeah. they do to an extreme extent. Now, Marcus, we're ramping up towards the end and mm-hmm. the the big the big twist, the big twist. That big twist. Why don't you uh, t- tell me about what Greg's motivations really were, as we found out during this final climactic scene? His motivations? Yeah, it wasn't just him going crazy. Oh, he was literally. Yeah. Okay. Wait. You th- he was. So he was. He was okay. Ta- yeah, he was yeah, saying, so he was being manipulated. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I was like, so what do you mean motivation? Yeah, so motivation? He was, was saying to just murder her. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. He was <laughs> saying, "Mima, the real Mima is uh-huh. messaging me," yes. and you are thinking, "Oh." So her other identity is messaging this great guy. Uh-huh. Wild. But that's not the case. Marcus. No, because her assistant comes in, finds <gasps> her, and she's like, oh, my God, what happened? And she's like, oh, I was attacked. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she wraps her let's, up in her let's jacket. Let's get you home. No, that's not what she says, Nick. Oh, what did she say? She says, we're going to Mima's room, is what she says. That, that is what she said. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? And, and you don't think anything of it. No, you think something. No, you don't. I thought I thought it was weird, but I was like weird. <laughs> You're like, that's, that's all weird I thought. I was phrase like, it that way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I, that's not how I would say it, but yeah. this is Japanese subtitles, so sometimes maybe it, I don't know. Yeah. If I if I'm drunk and you came and you were like, you know what, we're going to Marcus's room. Let's go to Marcus's room. room. I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. You wouldn't but think anything of it. But that's the name of the website. And also, oh, yeah. So there's a few interesting things. I guess before we get to the twist, we can, sure, we can sure. talk about other things, too. But Please. Uh, there's a lot oh, a lot of usage of imagery and her room specifically, like how crowded it is. Oh, even yeah. though she's a pop idol, she's looking for more success. Her room gets messier and messier over the course of the movie. If I like, showed you my room right now as I'm trying to be an actor, it would be like, oh, it looks like Mimo's room. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's just it's different from like what you would think uh traditionally a japanese home would look like just because a lot of times they, they pride themselves on being cleanly and stuff really interesting stuff uh i also feel like there's just i don't know I, there was something else with mima's room but they do do you miss anything i don't know I, I, there's the i don't know if this is what you're getting at but there is that one scene where she is like 
I forgot the context, but they were she was she was living the life. She was like living the after. I don't know if it was a photo mm-hmm. shoot where it was so pretty. I think it was a photo shoot where she was so pretty, and then it cut to her house into a bathroom that was like covered with all the drying clothes. Yeah. And she was just laying there in the yeah. tub, fucking talk about perfect blue on uh-huh. we like purpose perfect encapsulation of that moment yeah she screams there in the water completely alone but it's also a great juxtaposition of like the the what we present outside and what we are actually living our lives like yeah. inside you know have yeah. you ever met somebody and then you go to their home it's fucking disgusting and you're like mm, okay this is who you really are <laughs> yeah me <laughs> me everyone listen marcus i I have depression, right? I think I think it's safe uh-huh. to say I that it is something that I have. Like sure. quintessentially, if you know me well, it's something I have. Only people who are really, really close to me or have seen my living space or have seen how I live actually know that. People yeah. with depression are so incredibly good at hiding it. Where which like bring adding a story, remember when Zach, our roommate, who knows I have depression because he lives with us. Yeah. Talk to my boss at work about it. And he was shocked. He was like, Nick's not depressed. And he's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> and then the next day I went to work, he went out to me. He's like, hey, are you depressed? Are you okay? And I was like, ah, that's such a ah, weird thing. Ah. That's such I was a like, no, I'm completely thing. fine. So it's just like, it's just, that's what this is reminding me of. Like, it's, you're right. That, that not knowledge of yeah. what's going on behind the scenes is so important i think to like being a compassionate human yeah. right like it's like the fucking that's why karen's suck right they go to the fucking bank teller and they're like you've ruined my day because my 100%. dog can't go in the bank yeah and it's like that person's dad could have just fucking died. yeah you don't, you don't know, know what's going on with anybody at any yeah. point so you should at least it's i think yeah. it's something i do and i know it's something you do is you try to leave lead life as if knowing that everybody's a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone has their own shit. Yeah. And this movie is doing a really good job of yeah. showing that. Also, something else that's, that's kind of interesting is that I feel like now we we crave to see what the real person behind oh, the yeah. celebrity is yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, we love sure. reality shows. We love seeing like people fuck up on Instagram. We love that diving deep into people's Twitters to see if they said something racist or whatever. How many people watch Christy Teigen cook? Yeah. Right. Like he's like, Oh, she's like me. She messed up her bread. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's out there. It's telling people to go kill themselves or whatever. Did she that recently, happen? Yeah. She recently got in trouble because she oh, like fuck. had just messaged somebody and DM them and was like, you should go kill yourself. And it wasn't <laughs> like a troll or anything. It was just like another celebrity. It was weird, but it was it was years wow. ago. No excuse. She has at all. She has enough power to like yeah. that to hit. Like, let me think of an equivalent. Like, if um, I don't know if the if the how did this get made? Guys, like, found out that I'm trying to start a beef with them, and they left me a DM that said, "Go kill yourself." <laughs> that would hurt. That would hurt. It a would lot. hurt. It would that hurt. That would like I'm not saying like I'm suicidal and I would do it, but like there'd yeah. be a moment where I'm like. This is devastating. My life has been trampled on. 100%. And people don't realize that. People don't realize the power they have, especially when, you know, people aren't who they present themselves to be. People are completely flawed human beings with anxieties and things that are wrong. And, you know, just like in Mimo's case. I do. I feel like I have been suicidal in the past. But if someone did sure. tell me to kill myself, I'd be like contrarian about it. <laughs> be like, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds super right. Yep, I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've motivated me to live now. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I would be super fucking successful, have a fucking free family, and fucking be super happy. There. Yeah, you piece of shit. Showed you. Showed you, you piece of shit.
Yeah. That's very hey! in line with the character. <laughs> Thanks, Cruz2335. Donated $10 and said, Zach sucks. <laughs> He thought it was helping. He doesn't have people. You got to give up. Like people, people. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, man. People come to situations where they're at. Yeah. He wasn't equipped at that moment to help a friend with depression. Yeah. Now, after having that happen, he would think more cautiously about sharing information like yeah. that because he saw what it did. Uh-huh. You meet people where they're at. I never. Yeah, it's something. Honestly, I got in a fight about this the other day. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. With my girlfriend. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm honestly to a fault. Like somebody wasn't being thoughtful to someone else for their mm-hmm. depression, and the person was like, "That's fucked up." And I was like, "That's a valid viewpoint to have." But for me, as somebody with a mental illness, like I never fault someone for not knowing how to do it. Like I. Like, that's just me, though. Like, yeah. people should be held accountable. People should know what they're doing. But at the end of the day, I'm like, listen, uh, I can't put my shit on you. Yeah. Like, I can teach you. I can this be a teachable moment if I'm in a place to do that. I can ask that you think about it more critically. But I, I can't blame you for not knowing how to handle my depression. You know? I get that. Yeah. That's what I, I think. I feel like uh, I struggle with the same things. I feel like I have a lot of trauma in my life and I'm constantly trying yeah. to deal with it. And it's not my responsibility it is my responsibility to deal with it. It is not my partner or anyone else's, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I get that. And we're thankful when we find people that will, yeah. you know, we, we're yeah. both very hashtag blessed. <laughs> hashtag blessed. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> to find somebody who's willing to uh, go on this journey with us, even though it's a little mm-hmm. uh, jagged along yeah. the way. Yeah. Right? And I think this movie oh. is also talking about mental illness. And that's why we're doing this side chat. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Guys, if you need uh, help, go ahead and tweet us at now try this cast. We will reply. What, what are we going to do? <laughs> tell them tell them what the suicide highlight is. That's well, literally all we, we will help you with if you have insurance, find someone to help you out. That's what I'm doing right now. OK, so Marcus. Yes. All this movie, all uh-huh. these themes are ramping up to go to Mima's room. Yeah. So we enter Mima's room. Well, we yeah. we enter what we think is Mima's room. And it is an exact replica of Mima's room at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Oh, and there's that wonderful shot of why we do it, right? Because when she sees the fish are alive. Yes. So her fish have died and she sees that the fish are alive and she's like, wait, I'm not in my room. It's weird. And then she gets up. She looks around and she sees herself. She sees Mima, (sighs) the pop idol version of herself. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, oh, no, what's happening? I was very confused. The first time At I this point, it. I thought I thought the movie was being like super, super postmodern. And I was like, oh, her fucking post identity shit, like fucking her dissociative identity shit literally manifested, too. And I was like, fuck. That's what I thought happened, too. That's the same thing yeah. I thought happened because he does that stuff, too. Like he does manifestations totally. of your personas, totally. you know, and I would have bought it at life. this point. Yeah, I would be down with it. I do yeah. like it a little better that it does have an answer, that it wasn't I agree. a manifestation of her like internal I, struggle. I think the genius of this film is right. It handles all these postmodern like cutaways and things. But like at the end of the day, just about everything is super explainable. Yes. Everything makes sense. Like, yeah, it's not a hard to follow movie. I could see people being confused by it. Maybe the sure. first time they watch it. But Definitely, at least the second time around, like it's it. Everything makes sense. 
you know, you can figure out every moment, you can track characters' development, you can track what caused what, you know? And I like that a lot. Same. So then we see Mima, we see Pop Idol Mima, and fucking genius, the camera pans to the mirror. Yeah. And what do we see? And in the mirror's reflection, you see that it is the assistant, one of her managers, dressed up as Mima. Now, here's a question, Marcus. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know the answer to this one. Are we seeing Pop Idol Mima as the audience to hyper extend the trauma that's going on? Or are we seeing this from Mima's point of view? And this is what she is seeing at this moment. I think Mima is seeing Mima herself. And the mirror is what we see as the audience. Yeah. Like the reality of the situation. Like in, the, right. in this whole film, the mirror has been the fantasy. The mirror has been the fake Mima. The mirror has been all, all the fantasy that has taken place in the oh, film. Yeah. Every time she looks at her reflection or whatever. And at the end of the film, that's I think that's flipped on its head. And what we're seeing is reality. And Mima is seeing the fantasy. I agree. I think you're right. I think you're right. But but the movie doesn't make that super clear. But that's that's like a part of no, postmodernism, no. right? Like you like you're supposed to like take that away. And then we get this yeah. great fucking fight fucking through the fucking rooftops where it's like Mima versus yeah. Mima. And it's like super real and fucking like harsh. It's a, it's an interesting chasing. It feels like a thriller, you know, in the way that the thriller builds up to the you finally meeting the killer or whoever is behind everything the whole time. And it yeah. being an intense and terrifying scene. And it's it's funny because in the R in Mima's reality, you see fake Mima like floating and, and bouncing around. Oh, she yeah. has an so umbrella weird. and it's it's like fantastical. In the window, in the reflection, you see that it's the the manager like huffing and struggling Groovy. to run and like yeah. scary. And it works so well to have those two images side by side. Have you ever seen Gothica, the Halle Berry movie? I did a long time ago. I barely remember. Totally. It. I don't know why, but this movie dawned on me a little bit because it deals with a little bit of the same thing. She's a psychiatrist that is slowly losing it because mm -hmm. her husband is kidnapping people or something. And you yes. don't only find out to the end. Spoilers for Gothica. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this fucking 15 year old movie with Halle yep. Berry. Yep, yep, yep. But. But the thing that dawned on me while I was watching this is like, wow. And also like Black Swan, but like, wow, mm -hmm. this was so much more effective animated because yeah. like the swipes of like, like Mima is like in one place and then she turns her head and then the camera pans to another mm -hmm. place. In movies, there is a suspension of disbelief. You can do jarring moments like that, yeah. but they're like, oh, cool camera shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when it's drawn, like the mirror stuff, the window stuff, this like fucking mm -hmm. reality shifting, it was so seamless in a picture. It was so seamless in an animated. It was film. amazing. It's it's so funny because I feel like anime isn't given the uh, proper love that I feel like it it should it deserves. Like it is yeah. an art form, and I've talked to so many people who won't watch anime because it's anime. They're like, oh, I don't want to watch that. As if somehow it's unable to deliver complex themes or or metaphors or whatever, be good in any way. People just completely yeah. throw it off as, as a form of me entertainment. And it sucks. It's like annoying because I, there's yeah. great anime out there. There's great anime movies that even if you don't like anime or shonen or whatever, 
there's other genres there's other things you can't enjoy yeah, anime isn't a genre it's a medium of thing just like comic books right yeah like comic books aren't a genre it's a medium in which art can be portrayed it's funny that you said that exactly because when i started dating lexi i had mentioned that your name is one of my favorite movies phenomenal film i love your name guys go check it out one of the best and anime movies of all time truly mm -hmm. truly this just top that that just went this just added to the list though this was phenomenal but she said okay she had never watched anime she's like okay i'll go i'll go watch it and i was like We've been talking for like three weeks. You're just going to go watch this movie of this thing that you don't. She's like, yeah, sure. I yeah. don't know anything about it, but you like it. I like you. And I was like, oh, that's the moment I fell in love. <laughs> keeper. Keeper. <laughs> keeper. She's a keeper. Same thing. I mean, like I was telling Darren about this. Like I've gone on so many dates with people who are just like kind of regular people, I guess. And I don't know. You mentioned you like <laughs> anime. normies. Or they'll ask. They'll ask what my tattoo is about. I'm like, oh, it's from an anime. They're like, oh, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> obviously i got a tattoo of it and i love it why do you have that reaction yeah. to it fuck you you know and darren on our first date early on she mentioned that she watched full Metal alchemist and i was like great <laughs> perfect you can come over yeah you are worth the trouble you have my approval uh, but that's not the end of the movie the last scene <laughs> of the movie is in the psychiatrist ward and we go see mm -hmm. mima we watch mima who's seemingly more has reached success uh go visit Rumi in the hospital and the doctor says yeah sometimes she's yeah goes back to Rumi but most of the time she's still in her Mima personality and then the movie ends with a moment that I I feel like it's supposed to make me wonder more but it didn't where she like yeah. Mima like talks to herself and says like what does she say she's like I'm real or or, or something like that like in the mirror mm -hmm. uh while her reflection is like looking back at her I don't know what did you make of the last like moment of the film I think that it's, I don't know, it, it, I don't think it was supposed to make us think anything other than like, she's made it, you know, like she's mm. come, she's finished her journey. She went through this sure. struggle. She thought she was crazy, but she was being gaslit and manipulated by this woman. And crazy. now that that whole thing is over, she's successful and she finds peace happiness mm, that's fair that's a good take that's a better take than mine and i think the only reason i had the wrong take at first was just because i'm so used to movies doing that right yeah like like i'm used to the last inception moment where it's like did the top fall oh, or did it not fall you don't know and yeah. christopher nolan is like tell us and he's like i'm not gonna tell you i'm gonna let you decide for yourself when that true answer is christopher mm -hmm. nolan was writing i was like oh what if i don't give an answer nice yep. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And then he jerked off for like an hour. <laughs> I mean, truly, I, I, that man probably. <laughs> it was probably. it was so funny watching. I watched Paprika also, which is another movie created by Satoshi Kon. Inception just stole. Like, there's there's a part where she like just breaks the mirror of reality or whatever, and I was like, that is just exactly Inception. Like like that whole he... that thing, and I was like, oh my oh, god, shit. Inception took Fuck. that and was like, this is our big moment, and I was like, that's a stolen moment. Fuck you, uh, movie. Go fuck yourself. And even it, if you acknowledge it, like, it's fine. Like, paying homage. Like, hey, everybody, we yeah. made this great movie inspired by Paprika. Go check that out after. No. So easy but to do. their dicks are so small that they can't fucking admit that What's they were inspired paprika? by anything. What's Paprika about? I don't know uh, about basically, that. they create this dream device that lets you go into dreams. Yep. Oh, like Inception? Like Inception. And Weird. And they go into people's dreams, and then someone starts committing murders in, like, dreams, and they have to, like, catch them. Figure out what's going oh, on. Oh, like like an inception? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like inception. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yep. 
it's so interesting if I watch too. I don't I need to watch Paprika. Is what you're saying? No, I mean probably, but you should watch Paprika. It's nice to I'm know what kidding. inspired Inception. But I was gonna say what's interesting too about Perfect Blue, and I do want to say this before before we end that at the time anime wasn't really well accepted to in Western audiences. It wasn't really until Toonami and stuff like that came through oh, Toonami, that people yeah. were really really talking about anime and watching it on a consistent basis. Akira paved the way for bringing anime to the west really akira um, you're talking about dbz huh no no akira no akira Toriyama? the movie akira the movie oh yeah yeah so akira it, oh great yes because with akira we got like ninja scroll and we got like those 90s like good anime you know yeah. and then that kind of like paved the way for perfect blue and things like that and then eventually we got Tudami, where it became part of everyday life well, do you know what your first anime was? Mm, I guess I guess to answer that question, it's probably like Sailor Moon for me. But I didn't love for it you? until DBZ. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what my first anime was. I want to say it was probably Dragon Sailor Ball Mo- Z. Sailor, Sailor Moon it's was hard. so early, though. It was on four kids, remember? Like, we were we were like, oh, I didn't think Sailor I didn't... Moon was on there. Oh, I didn't know. I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! was probably my f- Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! was probably my first anime. I think Sailor Moon was before that. I think Sailor Moon was like really early on like four kids and shit. Or really? like Fox Kids or Because I know it was on Toonami. What was it before it was four kids. four kids? It was it was Fox Kids, right? Yeah, it was Fox Kids. I think it was on Fox Kids. Not a great slot, like in a weird like I think that was the earliest one, but I Maybe. could be wrong. Somebody check my facts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was gonna say so like perfect blue also being a thriller anime thrillers and horror stuff was not popular at the time that this came out even in japan uh oh, really? I, re- I like read a i was i don't know i watched a video or i read something where they mentioned vampire hunter d yeah, and I remember that show. how that's like famously like a vampire monster movie around the same time as this and they didn't know how to market it because they were, it couldn't be a horror. So they're like, oh, it's science fiction, fantasy, uh, everything but horror. No vampires here, guys. There's science only. And so it's just interesting how they had to like manipulate the market. And even though that this was like a horror themed thing, that they were able to get it out and get it seen by people. Yeah, so strange. And even now, I would say it's probably whilst it's in the zeitgeist, it's it doesn't have the notoriety it should. No, I, I think still to this day it doesn't. Yeah. Except now that our middling podcast has yeah. paved the way to let you all know about Perfect Blue. Fuck yeah. I mean, we had like 100 people in here at some point, you know, just all talking in the chat. <laughs> and guys, if you want to join that conversation, twitch.tv slash now try this cast 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Hell Time on yes. Thursdays. Also, yeah. reach out to us in any possible way that you want to. Because we love hearing from you guys. Okay? We really do. And it's kind of nice. It's fun. It is. Like, All right, Marcus. Uh, is there any other themes or anything you'd like to touch on? Let me see. Let me look at my notes real quick. <laughs> let me. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> Marcus <clears throat> looking at his notes about Perfect Blue. Oh, yeah. Ooh, nice. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ennui. Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. Perfect. Ennui. Nice. No. Nothing. Is that, is that yeah, what you we, think Perfect Blue means? Everything? I was half joking. So. Do you think that's what Perfect Blue means? What's Perfect Blue mean? <laughs> Like perfect. Sadness. I don't know. Sadness. Perfect. Like, blue. perfect blue. Is it? Is it sadness? What does why perfect, name perfect I mean, I blue? So. Perfect blue mean. Um, let's see. If oh, another ten dollars from Cruz two three three five. Thanks for the try, guys. This was a great movie. Oh my god! Oh, Thank nice. you, Cruz. Uh, we cannot oh. our, call ourselves the try guys, but we appreciate <laughs> your <laughs> Thanks donation. Thanks for the try, anyway. comma guys. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I read yeah, it yeah, yeah, that's what it was. We're not the try guys. Uh, we're the now try guys. Enough, 
IMDb gave me an answer right away about Perfect Blue. So okay. it's a double meaning. And multiple oh. aspects of the story is hint to it. For example, at the end, when Mima exits the hospital after seeing Ruma, the only shot with a clear sky in it appears. Meaning that the confusion in Mima's life is over. Oh, a perfect blue sky. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. We, there was an answer. Look at that, cool. guys. We are smart says, enough to Google things we don't know. This person said blue. Uh, this is Reddit, so great assault. <laughs> uh, blue is a color associated with happiness in Japan in the same way that white is associated with evil. Oh, I didn't know that. So I'm oh, literally dead wrong the about opposite. the sadness. So the film name could be taken to mean perfect happiness. Isn't the protagonist's final line a perfect blue day or some such? Oh, oh look at that. That makes sense. Perfect and then someone happiness. said no character. No, no character in the movie was talking about blue. <laughs> no, okay. I, I believe that. I think perfect happiness makes more sense because that's what she's working towards. That's who yeah. the other Mima is. And that's what she achieves at the end. Wow. That's so interesting how this is honestly a brilliant title to the movie. And it was completely overheads because we don't know Japanese culture. 100%. There's so many interesting wow. things like that, too, that when you watch content from other uh, countries, it's just like, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm attributing my own sort of biases to this film when there's totally yeah. different cultural relevance uh, in it. All right, Marcus, do you got a couple questions for your boy? Nicholas! <sighs> that was loud. Oh, my cat. Also, hello, cat. You summoned him. I summoned him with my yelling. He thinks his name is Nicholas. Of my now. name. So, Nick, did you like the movie? Marcus, I fucking love this movie. This movie was nice. so nice, fucking nice, nice. good. I am so, I've been wanting to watch it, like I said, for years. And honestly, this is my favorite part of the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, you're fine, cool. Uh, yeah, like interacting with fans, that's whatever, sure, fine, fine, fine. But my favorite thing. <laughs> is being made to watch things that i know would be good for me that i just don't have the wherewithal to do myself because it's like ah i'm busy i'll get to that and you're like no nick fucking watch it now Mm. and i have to and honestly my life is better for having watched films like this and it was really good so your favorite part of the podcast is you watching things you already wanted to watch is what you just said (laughs) okay yeah that's right that's a that's a pretty good summation of what i said yep Put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. That's the tagline. That's the t-shirt for the podcast. Guys, if you want to not try this cast uh t-shirt and you want that put uh, on there, you let us know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Nick. Now, now try this. Now try this. Make me watch what I already wanted to. Yeah. Nice. Satoshi Kone is dead. He died in 2010. If you were to continue watch, would would you watch his other work that he already has? You can't watch new work. You have to watch other work. Would you watch it? Uh, 100%. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to like jump at Paprika like tomorrow, but the one that's more close on my radar, 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 radar is Paranoia Agent because I mm-hmm. remember seeing that as a child, fucking child, and being like, I'm too scared to like follow the show. <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm an adult, I feel like maybe maybe I could follow the 13 episodes a little better. Uh-huh. Honestly, probably not. I'm probably going to watch <laughs> it and call you and be like, what the fuck is this show? I don't what know what's going mean? on. What does this mean? What's happening? Stuff. What does this mean? What's yeah. the baseball bat mean? Um, but yeah, I'm excited to check out more of his work. Nice. And Nick, yeah. would you recommend this and who would you recommend it to? Marcus, for once, I don't have a caveat of who I would recommend this to. Oh. The thing is, like, I think like you, I'm a big advocate for anime movies and television shows. You know, so much <laughs> nice, funny story. I've ingratiated my girlfriend into watching anime, and now she's a My Hero fan, and she just likes anime. Yeah. She just had a job interview for a new school, and guess what they talked about at her interview that she nailed and got the job at? Anime. School things, but also <laughs> anime. Nice. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, so nice. I am always a big advocate of anime. I That's think awesome. this movie is a 10 out of 10. I think everyone should watch it. I think it's so poignant in what mm-hmm. we watch and what we do nowadays that I think, honestly, if there's anybody that I talk to that hasn't seen this film, was like, go watch Perfect Blue. Yep. Shut up right now. Stop all conversations and go Turn watch Turn off Perfect the Blue. podcast. No, I mean, now you can. <laughs> yeah, now they can. It's fine. They can miss out on the last minute. Shout out to the donations that were received, guys. That's very helpful. Let's us keep the podcast going. Also, if you want to help us keep the podcast going, you can head over to our Patreon and uh, patreon.com. Now try this. I got slash. There. You almost slash. Got it. Now try this. Damn it. Fuck. It's also slash. Now try this cast. Oh my God. Nick, you do it. <sighs> Guys, if you want to leave us fucking reviews, go to Apple iTunes, leave us five-star reviews. We will read them here on the podcast. If you'd like to donate to the show and become part of our community, patreon.com slash nowtrythiscast. And if you just want to have a conversation, you can get at us at nowtrythiscast on all social media yeah. platforms. Nice, nice, nice. Guys, uh, the Patreon is fun. You want us to do more because you're like, mm, you know what? I'm clicking on it, and I don't quite think this is worth a dollar or five dollars or whatever. Let us know. Let us know what we could be doing. If you want us to start a Discord, if you whatever, let us know. Exclusive content, strip teases. We got, we're down. We want to cover the cost of the podcast. Our friend told us that people are watching people sleep on Twitch. Guys, I'm a fucking great sleeper. I'll sleep all day. Come check me out. I'll sleep all day. Let's go. We'll have a, well, you know how people do like a speed contest to see who can beat a game faster and two of you will be side by side. We'll have a sleep contest to see who sleeps better. Honestly, that sounds fascinating. And then yeah. hook up our Fitbits to like a, a like a virtual chart uh-huh. to like track it. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I, w- I want to do that. Please <laughs> donate to the Patreon so we can make that happen. We'll have a sleep off. <laughs> a sleep off. Guys, thank you so much for joining us everywhere and not try this cast. It was a pleasure. Oh, so- oh. <laughs> sorry. Oh, the part of the podcast where you give me a challenge. We almost skipped Guys, over that part. There's one more huge part of the podcast uh, yeah. that's challenging each other to try things and it's my week yeah marcus what i have a challenge for you buddy Ooh, what challenge do you have for me there is a movie okay a uh, series of movies i would say that is quintessential to who i am as a person and to my friendship to my other best friend joseph cruz and they have came out with a new installment of said film and we are both vaccinated babies so you need to go and check out the newest movie in the Book of Saw franchise, Spiral, starring of Chris Rock. Book of Saw? Is that is that what you call it's, it or is that what they it's, call it's, it? It's, it's Spiral from the Book of Saw, starring Chris Rock. That's what it's called? That's yeah. something interesting. We will talk about it, buddy boy. Interesting. I am ready to you go. You will see the newest Saw movie. I will I will <laughs> watch the newest Saw movie. If I, I will see Saw. That was a joke that was around back in the day. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. oh god okay cool oh, i was next time... tilting right over for that joke it didn't land oh nice let's end the podcast and we'll just end the stream right now okay <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you for listening to the podcast uh also if you want to watch old episodes we've been uploading them to our youtube channel so you can go ahead over there oh, to watch them um or just join us live on the stream thank you for joining us thank you for participating in the chat we love you all and go out there and try some things. Good night, Good night. guys. Buenas noches for our uh, foreign viewers. <laughs> friends get together so they can try things.
recording my audio. audio. Hey, Marcus. <clears throat> Hello. I like your hair today. Oh, thank you. I got a haircut. Mm. I got a haircut for my butt hole. I made them cut all the hairs on my butt. Yeah. They cut the hairs on my butt one at a time. Paid extra for that. 